Attention on deck. You're about to take command. Welcome to The Bunker with Andy Burroughs, Freddie Ham, and Andy Lockhart. Welcome, everybody, back to The Bunker. This is episode number 48. I am your host, Freddie Hamm, and joining me, as always, is the Prime Minister of Washington Commanders Football, Mr. Andy Burrows, and, of course, the Scouser, Andy Lockhart. What's up, guys? Evening, Freddie. I'm good, man. I'm good. I've just heard some very good breaking news from the world of the Commanders. Mm. So I am extremely good, my friend. Breaking, breaking. Breaking, breaking news. But, hey, lads. It's not just us in the bunker. We have an awesome, fantastic guest this week. Anthony Armstrong, what's up? That's oh. what you want to talk about. What was you there? What? What? We're, having, we're having technical issues. Now, hey, Anthony Armstrong will be joining us, guys. <laughs> in the meantime, yeah, let's talk about this Deron Payne uh, contract. Well, it's not a contract situation anymore. Adam Schefter is reporting four years, $90 million. 60 million guaranteed. He's making the most money of any D tackle in league history who's not named Aaron Donald. Scouser, what, what do you think about this, man? Was it a good yeah. move? I, I, th- I think it is a good move. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, if, if elite defensive tackles like in the middle do not come, um, you know, they're not, they're not very kind of, um, oh. what's the looking for? Sparse. You know, there's not many of them around, should I say. So, you know, it's a true elite. So, uh, and, and to get him to play alongside, uh, Alan, Alan as well, still for four more years. You know, it's, it's only going to benefit us big time, to be fair. Absolutely. Oh, hey, we get a mulligan. Anthony Armstrong, oh. back with <laughs> us. All right. Yes. What's he up, back, man? man? Welcome back. to the bunker. He's man, back. appreciate it. I look like I'm here twice. Well, yeah. He's <laughs> nuts. Complain the NFL, can play wide receiver, but Zoom, Zoom doesn't. You know. <laughs> He's here twice. Yeah. You're going to be the X and the Z today. Hey, you know what, man? That's not a problem. It means you got a lot of value. You, you know go. what I mean? You need me at one spot, I'll go over there. <laughs> well, we're just talking about this. Like I said, the news just broke on this uh, Deron Payne uh, contract, you know, this, this new contract. So now, you know, seemingly we have, we have Jonathan Allen, we have Deron Payne locked up for the foreseeable future. Uh, and I'll, I'll be honest with you. I think that now, I honestly think we got the best de- defensive tackle duo in the NFL, like bar none. Oh, I'm not, oh, I'm not I'm... upset at that at all. I think that is accurate as hell. I mean, you look at the front, just going across the board, at least top four, you know, get Chase Young, get him back to where he was. Uh, Montez Sweat on one side, always creating pressure. And now Allen and Allen and, uh, and uh, Deron Payne locked up on the inside. Plus, Fedarian Mathis is going to be back. And Ridgeway with suplexing mm-hmm. people out there. That's just going to be a nasty <laughs> a physical front that is – they're going to bring it to them every single game, man. So that's a great signing. I'm glad they got Deron back in, in in the fold. That needed to happen, and I'm glad they got it done quickly. Yeah, they definitely did. And the, um, a lot of people are now saying, though, uh, I'm just in one of our group chats here, and a lot of the guys in there are saying, well, we've given him this money. We can't afford to keep everyone. Who do you see? Like, is, oh, I'm, already, I'm just literally scrolling through Twitter while we're waiting for you to rejoin. And everyone's like, hang on a minute. Yep, it's great that we've done this. Who could be the big name that we maybe don't see back in Washington now? Because they're saying we can't pay everyone. Yeah. 
Yeah, and I, I think that's that was probably one of the things about not not picking up Chase's fifth year. Um, plus, you got Montez coming up in that same time period too. Um, and then you know you're probably gonna have a receiver come back around sooner after that. So, you know, I, I think that you have to think start thinking a couple years down the line on how you want to play those chess pieces. I mean, hell, if if Chase Young balls out the way Deron Payne did, you know, just at his position. I think they'd be more than happy to, you know, re-sign him, right? Um, figure out what they're going to do with Montez. So it, it puts you in a good position, you know, and then they don't have to get tied up in a fifth year, you know, fully guaranteed contract if they don't, if the guy didn't reach that potential again, they don't want to pay it. So then they can just let him walk at that point too. So tough decisions to make, but you got to take who's got the most recent history. I think that that is, you know, like, hey, why the way that the way things have been going with the organization, how they continually let big name free agents leave to be able to get two to stay in, in McLaurin and Deron Payne. I think that's big. That, that points to a lot that's going on in the building, a lot of positivity. Mm. Do you think we'll stay at 16 now, Anthony? Cause there's a lot of people were saying today that we could trade up and Payne could be on, he could be one of the player that would be in some sort of like uh, trade. Um, do you think we now stay at 16 and who do you want us to pick at 16? Yeah, you know, I've been poking around on a few mock drafts, just kind of, uh, just playing a little GM, and it seems like however many times you you spin it, you're getting the same few selection of people. And this was also, but this was pre-trade uh, for Chicago and uh, Carolina, but I don't think that really changes that much. I think that just gives Chicago makes help to make a better decision. Not have to consider quarterback, but uh, I think he probably stay at 16. I haven't been too upset with the way this team's drafted over the past couple of years. Uh, so whatever system and evaluation that they're putting on guys, uh, I think that I think they're in a good spot. I, I wouldn't really at 16. I mean, shoot, how high do you do you want to go? Um, and, and what are you looking to get there? You know what I mean? Because if you get in the top 10 and you got to be thinking, oh, I, I feel like you'd probably be reaching on one of those corners. You know, I, I did a few uh my drafts where, you know, Devin Witherspoon fell to 16. I mean, I think that that'd be a healthy, I'll take that. you know, I'll take that now. Yeah, that or a Joey Porter Jr., you know, another guy that's that's in the mix. So I think you stay put because you're going to have your choice of, of an O-lineman. You want to get a top flight O-lineman, you could go there at 16. Not to go too high to get that. Um, or maybe one of those cornerbacks uh, play around in there, but. I wouldn't be surprised if they fall back a little bit if if nobody there really blows them away and they feel like they can pick somebody up in maybe the you know low low to mid twenties. That may be something to pick up an extra pick later on because they've done a good job drafting. I mean, look at look at last year's draft, uh, look at the recent history of what they did in third third round and beyond. Uh, mm. They they find some players all throughout this draft. We always draft well in the later rounds, I think. I don't know, I don't know what yeah, else, but yeah. Recent history for sure. Yeah. I mean, you're looking what Terry McLaurin's third rounder and Sam Howell was what, what fifth rounder. So mm-hmm. Cam Curl was <laughs> chosen that seventh. deep in the draft. Seventh. seventh there you go. Derek Forrest was late. Cam Curl in the seventh. Derek Forrest was the fifth. And I think we have a very, very formidable uh, safety tandem right there. I mean, in there, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's bargain bin. But to your point about looking forward and having to pay players, I really think that this Deron Payne uh, signing puts us in a position where I just I feel like we're going corner or we're going offensive tackle or like you said, we're trading back. I don't see us going any other position. 
Uh, I think that Ron is even even more settled into. I I feel like he's kind of happy where he's at with with linebacker. Maybe pick up somebody in free agency, but we're not going to make a big splash. I was really open for a player like Tremaine Edmonds, something like that. I don't think that's going to happen at all now. Um, you know, and that was never happening, bro. That was never happening. That one, to be fair, <laughs> it was hey, a. Yeah. You can dream, right? That was in your. That was all in yeah. your head. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I, yeah. It, it it is what it is. But I will say this, and I was I made this point. Uh, I was talking to Big Doug about this the other day. I feel like the interior pressure, your defensive tackles over the past, you know, a uh, few seasons, maybe six, seven years, has sort of been undermined by everyone's looking at edge rusher because how important pressure is on the quarterback, but. I kind of have this uh, this theory, and hey, I'm I'm not an NFL coach. I'm not a defensive coordinator. I don't know shit about fuck, right? But I feel like you have such great interior pressure with Deron Payne and Allen working together. Not saying that you can just have lower tier defensive ends because of that, but it just it, it gives you a lot of flexibility where you can blitz, where you can can bring guys. And I do think to a certain extent, if you have great interior pressure like that, you don't necessarily need you know the J.J. Watt, the T.J. Watt, the, you know, th- those type of dudes to be your your edge rushers. You know what I'm saying? So, but like I said, I don't know shit about fuck. <laughs> Man, you you look, but you need, you need to, you need somebody that's on the edge that can beat one-on-one uh, blocks more times than not, because you're, you're going to create that. I mean, if I'm a, if I'm an offensive coach, offensive coordinator, O-line coach, I'm looking inside and I'm like, damn, I got to deal with these two big Bama boys. You know what I mean? I got to deal with Deron Payne and John Allen. You're going to have to double team in there, maybe two doubles. And if you if you don't respect one of the DNs and you say, okay, well, the tackle can handle it by himself, or you're going to have to chip a tight end, put it back over there. So somebody across that defensive line is going to get a one-on-one. If it's on the inside, then, you know, that's what happened when Deron Payne has a hell of a season. He gets you know, one-on-one uh, blocking and he beats it. So where you can get by, bargain bin, um, you, you you really don't want to get into the point where they're like, eh, we, we could take him one-on-one, so we're going to put all our focus on stopping these other guys. So Because if he's not going to beat one-on-one, you know, uh, blocking, he's not going to bring a lot of value. And that is why you were a professional football player and I <laughs> was not. <laughs> that's why you are a podcaster and Anthony right. plays the actual that's game. Why I am, that's why I am, a, I am a couch coach. Yes. Yeah. Hey, I'm, hey, I... Hey, I am. Hey, I am an assistant coach. Okay, for my four-year-old son flag football team. All right. Well, everyone's okay. Got all right. Everyone's got to start. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, Andy, what do you, um we uh, Kalik Hudson um signed as well? Ah. Again, it's been a busy day for the for the commanders. What did you make of that uh, one-year contract extension? Um, you know, yeah. we, we've talked I mean, about he's, uh, he's, he's talked about he's a solid depth piece, and he's a depth piece. Uh, we still yeah. need to upgrade. He still need to upgrade there for sure. Yeah, Andy, what did you make? Yeah. Are you, are you, are you, we've talk, we talk about linebacker all the time on this show, and we kind of neglected it a little bit last season. You know, we still think it's a position that Washington needs to lock down and maybe, you know, build on. Oh, I'm, I'm with you on that one. I think that if they can find a quality LB in the draft, I think they'll probably take them. It wouldn't be first round. Um, but yeah, I would like him to go try to get maybe that Eric Kendricks that just got released or somebody that's going to be able to one, stay on the field in coverage and two, be a good leader for the group. 
You know what I'm yeah. saying? I mean, Jamin, Jamin Davis, he, he, he took a step back apparently in, in week one, but had a finish with a great season. But I want to help see him take that next step. I would love to see a vet be around him, not just a vet in the room that's like doesn't play. I want a vet that he can line up next to. And the guy is like, hey, tell them where to go. And he can pick that up and kind of live off of osmosis. You know what I'm saying? So uh, bringing in a vet would be would be helpful right now. You know, congrats to, to Hudson getting re-signed. Um, I mean, it's a one-year deal, though. Shoot, we were talking about contracts before here. The contracts don't mean nothing. I mean, the guaranteed money is what makes the most sense, right? So he's going to have to find a way to make some plays and get on the field. If he makes a huge jump, he might get on the field and play a whole lot. But uh, good for him. But I still think they need to address it, yeah, looking to get somebody that's going to be able to make some plays. Yeah. Where where have you been on this team for the past few seasons? And he, like, we, we've been very fortunate. We've like, we spoke to Doc Walker. We spoke to a, a few former players. And, as you know, as someone that's played the game, how are you with this team right now? Because every time I speak to like Doc, he's I don't know, I'm sometimes talking him off the ledge. He's um, he's not he's not too sure where he is with it. Where are you with us as a team and an organization right now? You know, I'm I'm, I'm I live on the more positive side of life. I just try to stay positive because it's easy to be negative, especially around this organization. I mean, it's just you know, I don't know. They'd be like, oh, it's great weather, but it's raining in Ashburn. Like, that's just kind of how people treat the team. Um, so you know, when I was going in there it wasn't anything that was top of the line. I was just happy to be there, you know? Um, but I can say I feel better about where the organization is now uh, than what they, where they were, you know, 10 years ago. Um, obviously they're going through a, a, a hell of a process, you know, just off the field and then two rebrands and there's a lot that's going on. So I'm willing to give them, uh, you know, give them a little bit of reprieve to say, okay, I get it. Like, that's a major change. It's not just like you're going on like business as normal, like, oh, you know, change your whole brand twice um, and also clean up the stuff in the building. But I, I got to go and visit in uh, over Christmas, took the family up there and got a little tour and all of that. And, that's, and I was telling them, I was like, I don't think that we would have been able to do this, you know, a few years in the, in the past. And he was like, yeah, you're probably right. You know, he's like, coach Rivera has kind of changed some things up. The culture in the building is, is in a much better position. You know, it's, we saw the ranking is the, you know, the facility is still old, still old building, but they've, they've revamped it. They've put in um, things to make coming to work better. You know, I, I remember way back in the past, you'd have, you know, they didn't feed the rest of the staff, like the rest of the organization. Like there was a whole kitchen down there and they wouldn't, only the football people could eat. And so you have people that are in accounting or interns and, you know, like it's a lot of money to live up there, but it's like, man, you could at least let them go get something to eat, you know? So just those little changes, those things have changed now. To me, that's a big improvement, right? You just start mm. to see how you try start to treat your people. Um, and it trick, trickles downhill. We, we spoke earlier, uh, re-signing two big free agents, two potential big, big free agents. And those guys got signed early. That means they want to be here, you know? So that, that shows me good signs for what the, where the organization is, but, I can tell you, I, I kind of in the past really wouldn't, you know, I would be watching, you know, really wasn't really trying to put anything too much on it. But I was very much is happy with the way things have been going. Um, you know, Ron Rivera is a hell of a leader, a good coach. I'm sure the on-field performance isn't, you know, what you're looking for, but I see a lot of improvement um, and some consistencies that they're trying to actually come up with. So I'm happy. I think they're going in the right direction. though. I really do. Yeah, well, Jason Wright gave us a tour when we were there. So, yeah, we definitely definitely weren't doing that with the other guy. Um, you know, that, that definitely wasn't yeah. happening. 
Sorry, Freddie, go ahead. Yeah, so Anthony, I got a question specific to the position that you played. Obviously, you played wide receiver and you and you played it for a long time. And uh, did, well, ha, did you have you been playing wide receiver your whole life? Was it a, a high school, college, pro, always playing wide it, receiver? Well, I mean, you when I was the youngest, started playing, I was running back. So. Um, toss That's right common go. for a lot of players I've, I've noticed yeah you get yeah. the ball to the fast to the fastest guy's hands as quick <laughs> as possible and right. say go right. run around the corner and then uh as, yeah. as everybody got bigger I stayed you know pretty slim and, and skinny <laughs> so I just had to move out to receiver and you know just just kept learning as I went along you know kids so get my, so much more training now it's crazy yeah. to me. so my question is as a former receiver you, you got to be excited about this wide receiver group the, that we got. I was interested to hear your thoughts on uh, Terry McLaurin and, and Jahan Dotson, uh, obviously, and then Curtis Samuel too. But it's interesting. There's There's been this underlying sort of conversation, and Washington fans are so fickle. Like, I just got to say that. Uh, Terry no, McLaurin is really? Terry McLaurin's my guy. I love Terry McLaurin. But I, I there's talk now about, oh, we should uh, trade Terry McLaurin and get this because we got Jahan Dotson. We'll be fine. And, Duke, I mean – had a great rookie season, sure, but I'm like, really? <laughs> now you're just ready to get rid of Terry McLaurin because we have Jahan Dawson? Come on, man. No, no, that's crazy talk. I don't know. Whoever whoever wrote that, you need to block them. <laughs> get them off of your yeah. Twitter. You stay on no, it's the Facebook groups. <laughs> yeah, you yeah. cannot get on the Facebook groups. They are, I mean, some of the, I, I I don't know. I'm like, are these trolls or are they just really that crazy? It's it's nuts. I mean, but I mean, like, that's like you can't do that. You can't do that. You just get all on and talk about everything. This That's just stupid. You got a top 10 receiving core out of these three guys. You really do. Top 10 in the league. Um, Terry, Terry's been had success with 12 different quarterbacks and, you know, and, and not a true number two on the other side to help him out. He's had success every year in this league. Jahan's shown that he can run every route. Uh, he catches the ball down deep. He has run after the catch ability unlocked. He's got everything that you need. Uh, to be successful. And just how on you know, we were talking about the defensive line, when you have weapons across the board, ladies and gentlemen, defenses have to make a decision. Like, who who am I going to try to stop? And in the past, it was, let's double-team Terry McLaurin because the other guys can't win one-on-one. And he still now had production. Got, and he still had production. Now you got Jahan over there, and it's going to free up Curtis Samuel. And all those things work together um, to, to, to make this team better. I mean, hell, frankly, I think uh, yes, Terry may take. He's obviously he still had a thousand yards last year, but um, having Jahan on the other side is going to help Terry out, you know. And now having EB in the build, and I think you know having a fresh offensive mind, I think maybe you get a lot more easy catches for Terry McLaurin, where he can kind of catch and run a little bit more. So uh, don't trade Terry McLaurin. That's that's just dumb. Don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. Yeah, if, oh god, if that happened, geez, I'd have to. I'll turn off Twitter for a month. I think. Um, Man. Honestly, but uh, Andy, one of the questions that uh, come in from Christian onto uh, onto our Twitter page today was, uh, B. John Robinson, if he's there at 16, would you pull the trigger and uh, pick up the phone so we get a stud running back in Washington? I I, I can't see this happening, but I, I've seen it, a lot of people talking about it today on social media. I mean, what do you make of it? Would you do it? Uh, well, one, I wouldn't do it. Not definitely, I wouldn't do it at 16. Um, the, and the biggest reason is, that I guess everything else must be off the board by the time you get to 16. 
Like there must not be any of the corners that you want to, you know, try to get what there's probably three of them that are up there that you really say first rounder. Um, none of the old linemen are there, you know, and doesn't look like you're going to get the trade back and stay in the first round. And maybe you do it, you know, maybe some folks may be saying, Hey, move on from uh, AG Antonio Gibson. But um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't think that he needed to, that would be your first choice in Washington. I think no. you got to stick to your course and get an O-line. O-line is deep in this draft, you know, so mm. I think they'll be able to get two O-linemen that could probably help and start this year if they really, you know, paid attention. But I'm sorry, man. I love Bijan. I love University of Texas, but no, no, I can't do it in first round. No. Can't do I, it. Andy, what did you make of the talk today? A lot of people are like, hey, he's there, he's a stud running. I'm like, I, I can't, no, I can't see it happening. I mean, what do you think? Oh, I totally agree. I think he's um, he's obviously an excellent running back, but um, he's definitely not for us at 16. And uh, to be fair, where I, where I can see him going, I can see him going to Dallas, actually. I can see him, I can see him getting rid of Zeke. Ooh. And have Pollard and Bijan as, as, as the running backs Ooh. there. So, I mean, that would be quite scary for us again, <laughs> to play against us but, uh, during the season. But, uh, but yeah, it's definitely not for us. Uh, and to be fair, there's a lot of running backs in this group who's actually really good. I mean, I see... I watch some of the combine, and these guys are getting better and better with the hands. You know, these guys are like coming out like like receivers. You know, they're mm. really, really good, man. I mean, there's a lot of quality running backs you'll probably find in the third, fourth round that can mm. still do a really good job for you. So, I wouldn't be going towards Kabijan, um, unfortunately for, for for us. No, yeah, I mean, uh, Anthony, uh, Big Doug uh, wants to know why does everyone keep saying we need a tight end? We kind of mentioned this on last week's show. I mean, everyone's like saying Logan's done after one season. Obviously, we've got Bates. I mean, there's a lot of talk saying Washington could be strong in for at the tight end position. I mean, I think our tight end group's pretty good. I mean, like, you know, Logan Thomas come back from a serious, serious injury. Uh, is that something you'd look into? I wouldn't spend a lot of money on it. Just like, like I said, you already got your top three outside, you know. So now you just need, if Logan gets back to what he was pre, you know, pre-injury, I think that's good enough. You know what I mean? I, I think people are probably looking and saying, oh, well, Travis Kelsey, you know, was with the enemy in Kansas City, so we need to have Kelsey. I'm like, look, don't force it. I think the top three here in, in Washington is better than the top three in Kansas City this past year, and they won the Super Bowl. So um, would they, could they maybe get somebody? I don't see them. I don't see why they wouldn't, like, look at it. You know, they got a couple of guys last year late, and you, know, you got to see how they develop. But um, Ultimately, I wouldn't jump on it too early. That's mm. that's a that's kind of a nice nice to have. If you if you come up with a quarter a, a tight end in like round three, four, five, four, five, six later on, that's fine with me. You know, but mm. early in the draft, I wouldn't I wouldn't jump on it like that. No, hundred percent, hundred percent. Well, we nearly made it twenty five minutes without mentioning <clears throat> quarterback talk. And we got to ask your opinion, bro. Where are you? Are you a Sam Howell guy? Are you are you going into the draft? Uh, Lamar Jackson? I mean, come on now. That's just crazy talk, right? He's not coming to Washington, sure. Is he Heineke Hive? Is he? <laughs> I, I, I like Taylor. I like Taylor. I've been, I've been pounding the drum of just saying you need better quarterback play, right? You need better quarterback play at the position. Even the combination of Taylor Heineke and Sam Howell, I mean, they ended up having, what, a five, three, and one record or something like that between mm -hmm. those guys. So, you know, like it, the way this team is built out right now, you just need a quarterback that's not going to mess it up. 
And to use Freddie's uh, vocabulary, not gonna fuck it up, right? <laughs> you want this guy, you want you want the guy to be able to get the ball to your playmakers. You know, get the ball to your playmakers. And yes, yes, you know, you want to get a franchise quarterback, but there, there's there's not that many of them in the NFL. I counted maybe five, right? No more than like eight, and, and some of them are, are on the cusp, right? But uh, if you think Sam Howell is going to be successful, you're going to at least need the O-line, regardless of who the quarterback is. You're going to have to improve the O-line. Um, and to get Lamar Jackson, you, you're not going to have the assets to try to fix the O-line. Uh, so I feel like that just – where is it an upgrade in the position? Sure, yes, 100%. But can you make it make sense to where your most valuable asset is now running for his life in the in the backfield? Like that's – not a good trade-off. So, I mean, mm-hmm. hey, if you can fix the O-line, um, get it to a point to where it doesn't almost doesn't matter who's throwing the ball. I mean, you know, I don't want to be too high and mighty on that, but if you make it easy on Sam Howell or whoever's back there to do their job rather than say, hey, here's a whole, you know, heaping pile of something, uh, make, a, make a sculpture out of it, is you can treat it two different ways. Right now you're building this team – to be really good around a, a quarterback on a rookie contract. That's I, that's where I feel like this team is at right now. You can really make your defense just be able to just shut people down whenever you need to, um, create some plays on offense. You, you got some high-value players at other positions, and you just need a quarterback that's just going to deliver the football. Mm, yeah. One player that uh, we, me and Freddie were talking and, with other, and Andy in our group chat before we started, it's a huge season for him next year. And there's maybe he now could maybe people saying he could be out the door at Washington. Chase Young, how important mm. is it for you, Anthony, that he really gets back to that rookie season that we saw him have? And we know how good he is, but there's talk now. We've had a few questions coming in saying is Chase the next big big star to leave Washington? How important is this 2023-24 season for Chase? It's it's enormous, especially if he wants to, you know, one get a big bag and and stay in Washington. I think I think they want him here. You know, I think it would be dumb to be like, no, nah, we don't want Chase Young. I I think Washington wants him in the building. They just want to make sure he's going to be playing at a high level. And the way that they've treated Duran and have already mentioned, hey, you know, we've done the same thing with you know declining the fifth year option and we're doing it with Chase. It lets you know that like if I do my job. They they gonna reward me and and hell you you being real about it thirty one other teams are watching too, mm-hmm. you know so they want to see oh okay well shoot if Chase Young you know plays the way that we think he can you know if he's available what do we do now they have to make those decisions so for his career it's absolutely it's the most important season yet because people want to see if you're if you're gonna be able to be back uh, to that high level that you were you gotta be if you're gonna be that dude then hell yeah line him up we'll pay him. If there's any apprehension, you know, I think he'll then you start looking at having to get, you know, smaller deals and prove it type contracts. And, you know, so if you can stay from that side of things where there's uncertainty and stay on the side where people, you know, continually write you in the, in Sharpie uh, as some of the best in the league, that's where Chase wants to be. Mm. Andy, Freddie, Chase or Montez? You can only keep one. Who are you keeping? Right now. Like if I had to do it right now, He's letting Chase go. I'm telling you now his answer is going to be Chase Young is going. Yeah, I'll take it. I'll take the bullet, man. I will. I will. Yeah. And I'll, t- I'll tell you why. All right, Sweat's available. I know what I got out of him. I think with the interior, I think that Sweat is going to win the majority of his one-on-ones, like, like Anthony said. He's going to be cheaper to lock up. 
I think than than Chase Young would be. Listen, if Chase Young comes back to form, that's great. But the the injury that he had was very very severe, and and it scares me. It it just it scares me too much to commit to him without him coming back and having this monster season. But again, that remains to be seen. So I I know it's it's nuts, but I think the safe option is Sweat. And listen, Chase Young. Yes, I mean, I think we throw around the term generational talent too much, which is the same reason people are arguing, you know, oh, you know, if, if Robinson is there, you got to take him. No, you, you you don't have to. And I feel like, yeah, if he gets back to that generational talent, quote unquote, form fine, but with sweat, you still have an elite defensive end. And with the D tackles we got, I think we'll be all right. So yeah, I'd go with sweat. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I'm I'm probably the opposite to be fair because I think I think I've had to get with a sweat because, yeah, you know what you're getting from him. And he, don't don't get me wrong, he's quality, but uh, I think if you can get anything like what the the talent of what Chase Young is, if you can get it anywhere near back to where where he could be, you know, you're going to see a guy who's going to wreak havoc throughout the league. He shouldn't be getting double digit sacks every season. I mean, Montez has not done any of that. So, so for me, it's like yeah, it's risky because of his injury, of course, but. For me, I'd rather go with the upside and see where we go from there. And again, you, you, I reckon you might be, because of his injuries, you actually might get him cheaper than actually Sweat at this moment. So, mm-hmm. um, so I, personally, me, I'd take the risk and go that way. One all. Andy, you got the decider, my friend. No pressure. <laughs> Chase your monster. Well, man, I, I, won't, I won't take as long to think about it, but I, I do think Andy <laughs> made a great point about the the uh, price the price tag mm-hmm. um but then you know to freddie's point you look at you know gallup in dallas you know acl injury coming back and he even was saying like i wasn't really confident about it but he's already gotten a big contract and so people are like well damn we shouldn't have done that so just for that for that and also uh, i think montez is still growing into the position which is kind of scary because he's just a freak athlete I, I think I'd have to go with the most recent success of Montez Sweat. You know, I, I, you just take that and just say, hey, we're going to assume you're going to continue to grow and, and get better. Um, even though you hope Chase, yeah, gets back to where he was at. But I got to take the most recent success. Um, they spent they spent the majority of last season with with the combination of guys, you know, Effie Obata and James Smith-Williams. And so they're going back to saying, hey, you can have a – you know, a lower cost D end over there. Uh, mm. You may develop. You may develop somebody, right? That makes it a little low pressure. So, I'm gonna have to say Montez Sweat. Okay. Yeah. No, I, I'm agree. I, I would. I'd say Sweat as well. I think you know. You know what you're getting with him. I, he's like Mr. Reliable. Yeah, Bowles. Yeah, Bowles. You, <laughs> you, you, you were all about it. You were all about it. You were all about it. Hey, I knew he'd now fight. You're changing your mind. I knew he'd fight. Jamin Davis had a lot of success blitzing from the linebacker position, and there were I'd, a lot of I'd times they had blitzing young. from I'd, the I'd outside. I just to see Andy blow his fuse. <laughs> Disgrace. <laughs> I really didn't think you were going to go that way. You're the one who's... Uh, I didn't. I'm joking. I wanted to see Andy blow his fuse. I'm keeping Chase Young. My God, well, I'm, not, I'm not doing it. <laughs> Andy's the, the guy who I knows Chase about young. these injuries. Yeah, no, he is. I know, but, but I'm going. I'm going with the upside of what he could be um, mm. compared to what I think. I Poten- think Tez is what he is. I think potential Tez is what will he get is. you fired. Potential <laughs> will get you fired. Risk, will, risk reward, bro. Risk and reward. You know. Um, just finishing up. I haven't heard much. Uh, Dan Snyder news this week. Has he been? Has he been you know what's? Andy, where are you with the sell of this team? Please tell me, for the love of God, 
it's going to be over soon. Well, if, if I knew when it was going to end, I'd be playing the lottery. But <laughs> um, I, I do feel like it's going to happen, you know, fairly quickly. I don't think they're going to get too far into the summer uh, before, you know, especially before they get back on the field. I think it has to happen before pads go on or OTAs or whatnot. But, yeah, it's, it's, it's time. It's time. It's been time for a while, you know, but, like, it, it just after all the just continued just negative news and just I mean, just so many things that are going on and have went on in the background, it's just like, yeah, let's – y'all sell this team and y'all can go finish y'all's conversation over there because right now you're spilling your beans in the lobby and everybody's, you know, looking at what's going on. You're kind of making a fool of yourself, so – go ahead and, and find a find a bidder, somebody that you know works for works for Dan and Tanya and they can find it acceptable and, and, and get the hell on. Because mm. yeah, it's time it's time to just rip off that band-aid and, and quit trying to, you know, always put your put your foot into something. Just just go ahead and move around and let this team, you know, go on and walk into the sunset. And it's been great having you on our show, my friend. Uh, just finishing up what do you what do you what do you think changed the most from when you were a player in the NFL to today's game? I mean, it seems to be advancing every year. Like Andy said earlier, I mean, you only got to watch some of the combine. My God, these guys are quick now. Uh, what yeah. do you think between from when you were in the NFL to now? What's the biggest difference that you've noticed? Man, I think well, number one is just the offensive uh, schemes seem to have just really shifted. It's been a, a very quick. Um, installing of, of like college a lot more college you know uh, themes college uh, ideologies I mean look at Philly you know that's a lot of stuff you see in college read options RPOs you know making the quarterback a runner um, those things have been great to see it's uh the transition of the quarterback you know the ones that were the 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 goats whenever I was playing the Rodgers Brady's Manning's both of them you know, McNabs, those names are are gone and, you know, or they're getting old or very, finally retired and they got a whole new crew of people. So um, it's interesting to see that. Uh, but ultimately, man, the game is, is moving in the right direction. They take, they have taken away, so they've added some protections, I think are probably, you know, a little too uh, sensitive, I guess. It's like, this, like, yeah, I don't really know if he rolled his weight on top. Like those are, very, you know, walking a very fine line. But when you've got quarterbacks that are going to make 200 million, 250 million guaranteed, uh, you definitely want to protect your investment. <laughs> but I think, I think the good, I think the game's in a pretty good place, man. It's kind of crazy to think that uh, it's almost become a year round thing. You know, they've really made off seasons exciting. The, the free agency has been exciting and all the random trades, um, it's like they changed the settings and they were like, Hey, you can do all the trades now. Have fun. Um, but <laughs> yeah, it, it's definitely, it's definitely in a good, it's, a, it's in a good place. Uh, it'd be interesting to play, uh, to play this time. You know, if, if, if I was playing in today's NFL, it'd be interesting to, to get out there and run around. Yeah, no, most definitely. Uh, Andy, um, tell our listeners where they can find you, what you're up to these days. Uh, and honestly, mate, we thank you so much for coming on the show. No, man. Well, thanks, number one, for having me. I appreciate it. Um, shoot, I do a little podcast now. I've been, it's been coming up on a year now. So Believe in Commanders podcast. Uh, co-host is Brian Murphy. Uh, we usually get something about once a week, so you can catch us on your streaming platforms. Um, and then, shoot, I'm down here in Texas. I sell real estate down here. So 
in, in the Dallas area. So if any of y'all trying to hop the pond and need to find <laughs> a place to live, I would love You're, to help you. I'd help y'all out. Andy, Andy, he's our man, my man. When we go across to the States. That's it, that's it. He's our dude. But Andy, <laughs> thanks so much for coming on, man. Andy, Freddie, pleasure as always. And we will do this all again next week with our players only uh, month. We've got a home. I think Freddie's frozen either that or he's just playing dead. Oh, no, he's alive. There he is. Hi, Freddie. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, frozen. But Andy, thank you so much. Freddie, Andrew, let's do it all again next week, lads. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Appreciate y'all having me. Anthony, no, no it's, no, it's enjoyed it's, the months. Good. It's been a pleasure. Yeah, this has been a lot of fun. We've, we've had a lot of guests and spoken to a lot of people. And I got to tell you, this, this has been one of the most uh, in, enjoyable, man. I love the, I love the positivity and it, it's been a lot of fun, man. Yeah, man. It's I good to it. listen as well. He's, look, when you get to, I love when you get to chat to players, man. There's not many times on the podcast, all three of us just sit here and listen <laughs> and like, honestly, man, do you, you write a book or something? Andy? Some, like, in the NFL, man. You'd be, well, public speaking, you'd be amazing at that. Damn, yeah, he's got to get up and do it, you know. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. <laughs> he's got to get up and do it and take some action. So maybe, maybe y'all see me over there in uh, in uh, Wembley doing a talk. <laughs> I'll take you on a night nice, in London. Nice. That'll be interesting. Freddie, take us home, brother. <laughs> for Andy Burrows, Andy Lockhart, and Anthony Armstrong, thank you so much for tuning into the bunker. Until next week, guys. Hey, remember, bunker down. Stay safe. Are you, are you ever going to start the show? Yeah, no, I'm recording right oh, okay. now. Oh, okay. We're going to get in. We're going to get into it. But I do. I need oh, okay. stuff for the end of the show too. Oh, um, yeah, and you know, we're, yeah. Like, we're like the marvel of no, uh, podcasting. So this is my it's it's my off it's my off the record on the record question for for Anthony because because you play for Miami, Washington, and Miami again, and Jacksonville, and Dallas, and Cleveland, but and. Yeah, Washington. Washington is probably what you're most known as. But where did where did you have the most fun, or which organization did you enjoy playing the most for? Like, you don't have to say it's Washington just because it's Washington podcast. Like, <laughs> where? Like, what? Seriously, which which organization did you enjoy playing for the most? Not where you're the most successful, but which one did you did you like the best? It w- it would be Washington though, because okay. I mean, you really got to play and really got to get you know involved with the fans and on the field and like mm-hmm. all that stuff just kind of came together there. Like that's what you dream of growing up. And that's where it all came together in, in Dallas. You know, I didn't get to make it on the field uh, that much. Cleveland didn't get out of training camp. Miami, um, you know, practice squad. So I, like, I didn't get to play any other time. So I finally made it on the field and that's where it was fun. Um, you know, I was just, I, I was giddy as hell. I was just I happy. Can y'all hear me? Yes. <laughs> but I can't yeah. hear you. Oh, you can't hear oh, us. He can't hear us. Technology. Yeah. Let me figure something out. Maybe, Real maybe because Freddie talked for so long, your headphones are just. <laughs> yeah, if I get, I can't hear y'all. Unfortunately, I don't know what happened. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? No, can you can't hear me. I can.